for the week of July 19th. This is Mojo Weekly. I am John. Mecca like a high, like a hiney ho. This is Joshua. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> I, I am back. I heard there was a uh, three strike rule on this Mojo Weekly podcast. So then I said to myself, you son of a bitch, how dare you? You son of a bitch. <laughs> to how your, dare you? To yourself you said that? <laughs> yeah, I said it to myself. How dare I miss the most important podcast, the most important weekly podcast there is on the internet? How, mm. how dare I? Mm-hmm. How dare you? All right, so let's get straight to the news. Uh, so <clears throat> Xbox, I mean, we got more next-gen news, man. And this is the Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Xbox, Xbox. That's the new code word for it, I believe. Something like that. Uh, more X's, though. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, in a blog post, Xbox chief Phil Spencer explained that xCloud will be available at no additional cost to Game Pass Ultimate members. So, Josh, I'm not sure if you I'm not sure if you need a, like a refresher on what uh, xCloud is, but it's basically uh, Microsoft's uh, streaming service. It's like their answer or their version of Stadia to a certain degree, right? What? Um, and it, it will be available for free to Game Pass Ultimate members. So Game Pass Ultimate uh, costs 15 bucks a month, and it, uh, it's the tier that includes both PC and, uh, and the console version of Game Pass uh, and Xbox Live Gold. So you get all that stuff. You get Xbox Live Gold, Xbox Game Pass, and uh, their streaming service all for 15 bucks a month. That's a, that's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, hot damn. So this is that was Phil Spencer that made that announcement? Uh-huh. Was he the same one that also made the announcement, or at least a part of his announcement, was that the Xbox Series X would have no exclusive games to it until, like, 2022? Uh, something, yeah, something to that effect. It's like anything, you know, they're going to be cross-platform, you know, for a while. And, and so he, what he meant by that was um, with Xbox One and... Uh, the Series X. So, yeah. So, so uh, the, biggest, the biggest disappointment in all of that is still no information on Battletoads. <laughs> Seriously, what's going on? Come on, Phil. All right, so in his blog post, he mentioned, uh, this September, in supported countries, we're bringing Xbox Game Pass and Project X Cloud together at no ad- additional cost. Uh, with cloud gaming in Game Pass Ultimate, you'll be able to play over 100 Xbox Game Pass titles on your phone or tablet. And because Xbox Live connects across services, you can play along with nearly 100 million Xbox Live players around the world. So, when Halo Infinite launches, you and your friends can play together and immerse yourselves in the Halo universe anywhere you go and across devices. Uh, cloud gaming in Xbox Game Pass Ultimate means your games are no longer locked to the living room. You can connect more than ever with your friends and family, etc., etc., etc. And just like you do with uh, your movie and music streaming services, when cloud gaming launches, uh, you can continue your game wherever you left off on any of your devices. That's pretty neat. That is pretty cool. Does that mean you need to have an Xbox Series X, you know, running off of, like streaming off of that to your phone or to your no. laptop or whatever? No, man. It's all cloud gaming. It's all handled in the cloud. So what you're saying is I don't need to buy an Xbox Series X. Yeah, awesome. I mean, potentially, no. You know, I, you can just subscribe to uh, Game Pass for 15 bucks a month and uh, 
you know, put it on your uh, your shitty Android phone or whatever it is you got. That is what I got. That is exactly. <laughs> so I, I'm excited. Is that I'm is excited. that is that what's showing me the very top of your head and your kitchen sign right now? Oh, there. Oh, it hey, is. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to talk into the microphone <laughs> so that I'm loud enough for you because you always. Uh, yeah, this is my Sony Xperia telephone, by the way. So. <laughs> this is how we make do during a pandemic. This, uh, this one uh, we're recording on Friday, and this one's hot off the presses. Uh, they just uh, showed a bit of uh, the DualSense Five in action. Uh, Sony did, and uh, Jeff Keeley was the guy who uh, who had the honors of doing that. So, if you've forgotten, Josh, uh, the DualSense Five is the or the DualSense controller, I guess, is the name for the uh, PS Five uh, controller. Nice. Yeah, I, I did not need a refresher on that. I think I knew that. But um, Jeff Keeley, who was mm-hmm. uh, made famous from the old G4 television network. Mm-hmm. Yep, and he's 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 every he's like the ambassador of gaming now. Apparently, um, seems that way. Him and him and Tommy Tallarico were back in the day. Yeah. that was uh, that was uh, Vic uh, Victor 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 Victor. Yeah, he and he does. Uh, he's got his own show now, or he's got his own YouTube channel. That's pretty good. Victor does. It was Victor and Tommy Tallarico did it. Yeah, that's it. Yep, yep. Um, I keep thinking Victor Ireland, but definitely not Victor Ireland. <laughs> um, anyway, so in this presentation, you know, they showed off. You know, he was holding the controller. He was holding it up to the camera. There are no back buttons, which I was kind of bummed out about. I mean, we we knew that, but I was still hoping. Oh, and here's the big reveal: we're putting back buttons on this sucker. Um, but no, that wasn't the case, but they talked a lot about the additional features like the haptic feedback and uh, yeah. the adaptive triggers and all that stuff. And, um, the sound that comes out of the controller speaker now is apparently, uh, has more fidelity than the DualShock 4. Um, and, uh, also, they're bringing back a feature that everybody loved on the Nintendo DS. Uh, you can even blow into the microphone uh, to, you know, uh, move fans around and fan blades and all that stuff. Well, that's you know, and I never had a problem. <laughs> I never had a problem with that. I thought that was pretty cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, it just made me laugh that they're because what they did was they demonstrated um, Astro's Playroom, which is the pack-in game with the PS5, yeah. um, starring you know Astrobot. Um, uh, the the uh, the main character of one of my favorite games of this generation, uh, the Astrobot, uh, the VR game. Uh, but he's back and in a game that looks yep. almost identical to uh, Mario Odyssey, which is cool with me. Nice, that is really cool. I I don't mind that blowing into the microphone to make things happen. I think that was an old what Legend of Zelda on the Famicom, like you could blow into the second player <laughs> microphone. <laughs> To blow out torches and stuff, and castles and dungeons and stuff. So it's it's cool stuff. I think it's neat. <laughs> I like uh, I I just like them. I I, I do agree that I, I was kind of making fun about the blowing in the microphone, but I do agree that like when they find creative ways to make shit happen in games, I like it. You know, right. it's, it's goofy, it's silly, but it's neat. Anyway, uh, nevertheless, uh, apparently, you know, we weren't there to hold the 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 
controller and nobody else was so we, everybody's got to take Jeff Keighley's word for it uh, claiming that you know it adds a new layer of depth to the gameplay this haptic feedback and the adaptive triggers and all that stuff because you know right. the rumbling feels all weird and um, uh, Astro Astrobot he was walking through like a sandstorm and you know he could feel the, the controller tingle and all this stuff so um, you know, uh, you know, that's all well and good, but I was, I was actually more excited to see, uh, Astro's Playroom because I love those, uh, Astrobot games. Heck yeah, man. Super cool. Yeah. And that game didn't look like, you know, mind blowing next gen or anything, but you know, it, it looked like a fun, you know, Mario Odyssey type adventure. So I'm cool with that. Yeah, totally. I think that's really neat. Uh, next up, Marvel's Adven- Avengers, as we know, is coming to consoles and PC in a few months. Uh, but uh, if you pre-order the game, you can uh, be part of the beta. So players who pre-order the game on PlayStation will have first access to the beta starting August 7th. Xbox and PC pre-order access comes a week after that on August 14th. And finally... On August 21st, the open beta will be made available to everyone on all three consoles. So uh, last month, uh, Square Enix announced that players who pick up the game on the PS4 and Xbox One, uh, which is releasing on September 4th, uh, will get a free upgrade to the game when it's released on PS5 and the Series X. So that's neat. That's something. Yeah. Avengers, whatever, it's Marvel, who cares? Yeah. The, the game doesn't look great to me. I need to see more of it to actually have any sort of excitement for it. When you have a, a news update that's regarding DC's Justice League, then I'll be then I'll be excited. <laughs> You're a DC guy. Noted. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little concerned with that too because there's some news and rumblings about Warner Brothers Interactive, the gaming company being purchased by Microsoft, which oh. could then... Which could then lead us to like Injustice Three and the Mortal Kombat franchise being exclusive to Xbox. But then again, they do own Minecraft, and Minecraft's on literally every game system on the planet. So yeah, I agree. Microsoft tends to be a little more liberal with their uh, publishing. They uh, certainly do. And then finally, uh, this is a little tidbit that just uh, just was announced. Onion Games has launched the teaser website and released the first screenshot for the English version of Moon for the Switch. And the full webs- the full website will open up on July 31st. You can find that at onioningames.jp slash moon slash en. So uh, are you familiar with Moon at all? You know, I've heard about it, but I'm not familiar with it in like the way of like I've been following it. Yeah. I'm definitely... It's one of those things that came up in the news feed, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, I'll see when it comes out. But it's hard to really understand what's a big release and what's just another release. Because it seems like the Switch gets, like, hundreds of new games, indie-style games, weekly. So it's yeah. hard to keep track of that. So Moon Mo- sounded cool. Moon is, uh, this is this is kind of an update of a, a Japanese-only uh, PlayStation 1 RPG that kind of was a send-up of RPGs a little bit. Like, it made fun of, like, the RPG tropes and whatnot. And it was uh, developed by Love Delic, uh, uh, members of whom have gone on to form Onion Games. And um, they've also worked on games like one of my favorites, Chulip. Um, Rule of Rose was another game that they had worked on. And, yeah. uh, and uh, more recently, they've done uh, Blackbird on the Switch and uh, other consoles. Um, they've done Dandy Dungeon, which is uh, a pretty fun game that you can find on mobile and Switch. 
Um, and hmm. now for the first time they are bringing uh, the cult classic Moon to the Switch. Uh, it first launched in Japan on uh, on the eShop last October and they've been working on the translation ever since. Uh, but no uh, release date for the English version has been announced yet. Nice. Well, that's exciting. I will have to look into it. I think it's a game that you will like, my man. This seems like right up your alley. Right on. All right, that's it for the news. Josh, are you ready for some new releases? Goodness, I, I don't know if I'm ready, but I'm here to listen to them. <laughs> All right. Uh, a little bit of a slow week this week, but um, there might be a couple uh, hidden nuggets in here. We've got Into the Radius uh, for the Rift, the Quest, and the Vive. It's a VR game, apparently. Uh, we got Rock of Ages 3, Make and Break for all consoles, including Google Stadia. For the, you know, one person out there who cares. Uh, I'll, I'll get it for Stadia, buddy. I'm here. All right. Uh, Creeks, uh, as in like, creaky, uh, for uh, the PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. Bounty, nice. Bounty Battle for the same uh, platforms, all platforms. And then here's one that's getting a lot of buzz. This is an indie game called Carrion, C-A-R-R-I-O-N. Uh, this is coming out for the Xbox, the Switch, and PC. Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure this is also the one that on the Switch, uh, it's got the uh, it's got an icon that looks like a like a cancerous butthole. So whoa, if you're into that, that's <laughs> right up my alley. Uh, Crisis Remastered out for the Switch. Uh, Dying Light Hell Raid for PS4, Xbox, and PC. Ro nice. Rogue Legacy 2 for the PC. And hmm. finally, Roki for the PC. I don't know what it is, but it's got umlauts over the O, so it must be hardcore. That's definitely hardcore. So you, you'd mentioned Bounty Battle. Bounty is that like Battle. a license? Is that a licensing crossover from like the uh, paper towel company Bounty? Where they can finally decide for themselves to see who is the master of paper towels. It's a bounty or brawn. That's what I want. That's what I've been waiting for that forever. Uh, I mean, if if, Ch if Chester if, if Chester Cheetah had a trilogy of games, then I figure Bounty at least deserves one. All right. So here's here's a little bit about Bounty bat Battle. Uh, it is a 2D fighter where you can pit your favorite indie heroes against one another. Uh, from characters from Guacamelee, Dead Cells, Darkest Dungeon, Owlboy. Oh wow! Look at this and the Brawny oh. the Brawny Man. So cool. shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, that'd be good stuff. That's the most exciting thing I've heard all week. <laughs> All right, man, that's it for the new release. It is time for the Game Spotlight. All right. Spotlight. Exciting. I've, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. Um, it's sort of... Uh... It's sort of a topic that seems to get tossed around and finding out where the official licensing is and where the actual, like, what games are within canon and whatever. But if you look back at the original NES, Downtown Niketsu Monogotari, or which we know as River City Ransom, mm -hmm. um, it's an amazing, amazing beat-em-up that has everything you could ask for in a game, um, including giant, long, awful passwords to put in if you want to continue your quest. 
But I mean, it's like a little bit of like an RPG. It's a little bit of Double Dragon. It's a little bit of uh, just your straightforward beat 'em up. Um, it's amazing too because in Japan it got so much more attention and it got so many sequels um, and so many spinoffs with different sports types games. Um, what are what are your fondest memories of like the River City Ransom game? So this or is uh, River City is uh, it's it's a series that I didn't really experience until I was older. Um, probably in, in, into my 20s, so probably like the early 2000s. Um, sure. So, but I always saw the screenshots of it, and I was like, this game looks incredible. You know, just I, I loved beat-em-ups when I was a kid anyway. Um, but yep. the the vibe this, this game had, uh, the NES version I'm speaking of particularly, um, the vibe it had with like, you know, kind of, you know, the Japanese uh, flavor um, really intrigued me. So when I finally first got my hands on it, I thought it was great. Yeah, it's it's crazy too, and it seemed like it was way ahead of its time because it has so much more depth in it. And I think, you know, back in the '80s and '90s, that might have been a turnoff for people looking toward, you know, something like a Renegade or Double Dragon or even like other arcadey style beat 'em ups because yeah. you don't have the ability to just run through all the bad guys and go beat up bosses and random things. You kind of need to go lick your wounds, heal up, go to shops, get items buy uh books to learn um arts of new moves and stuff like that and then go and beat up bosses yeah and it made a much more lengthy and much more replayable game um and here we are in 2020 and i keep seeing people posting about these games like river city girls like yeah. um, river city girls was like a super big hit and um the music's really good and the graphics are all you know uh, 90s arcade style um, but they seem to like, and that, maybe I'm wrong here, but it doesn't seem like it has all of those RPG elements that I want. It seems like it's more of a straightforward beat-em-up. Um, so I had to go back a little bit further a couple years ago, and there was a game that was released on Steam, and it may be available on other um, for, uh, possible systems as well, but I played on Steam, and that's River City Ransom Underground. Mm -hmm. And that's where I really want to talk today because, oh my gosh, it is so much fun. It is a blast. It's got all of the elements from the original River City Ransom, including obviously a save feature and the ability to play alone. Um, two players co-op at home, which on a PC is not necessarily the most convenient way to play, but also up to four players online. So nice. you can just go on, go into a room and say, hey, I want to play four players on easy, medium, hard, whatever, and you just wait for other players to join. And the cool thing that it reminds me a little bit of Fantasy Star Online, I know I'm dropping some old school MMOs there, <laughs> but you can play and have people drop in and out whenever they want to. So you could be playing and have four people beating the crap out of a boss and then say two guys are done. So they're like, hey, peace, I got to leave. And they may leave. And then it's up to the two of you to kind of finish off the boss or whatever. But it's the area is gigantic. You can go into high schools. You can go to all the different rooms within the high school. There's like classrooms that you can go into and like pick up desks and smash each other with them. Go outside in the hallway and grab like a hall monitor and pick up rulers and tires and chairs and like all this stuff and you just run around and then it comes complete with like cities and people to talk to and like areas where you can buy sushi, buy books, learn moves and it's truly like a beat 'em up MMORPG. Um, nice. And it sucks because I know it's been out for years, but I just recently discovered it because it was one of those things where it's like I want to get as much Kunio Kun as I can possibly get. So. I have the NES, River City Ransom. I've got like the Crash in the Street Boys games. So those are really fun to play, just multiplayer for fun. Um, and then the PC Engine got a ton of really great Kunio Kun games, which is basically the equivalent of our River City Ransom and uh, Crash in the Streets, or wait, Crash, Crash in the Boys. Crash in um, the Boys. 
Crashing the Boys, um, which is also a um, a band from uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, it was really cool. It sucks that we never got those games for the PC Engine because a lot of those do have a lot of dialogue and text in. But there's a River City Ransom on Super CD. There's even um, you know the the Yoshin Kyoku. I don't think I'm saying that right, but uh, that's like the the cross country stadium events where you're just running. <laughs> constantly yeah. running through different obstacle like obstacle courses or whatever and um and then of course like kunio soccer um there was a volleyball game like the series just kind of went in all these crazy directions and it seems like had the nes ha- had like the the uh, the audience that what we have nowadays where people want variety in games and they want length and the ability to replay like replayability yeah it'd be so much bigger now like i think they're better games than Double Dragon was. I think they're better games than like Renegades or some of the other ones. Like people love to praise Mighty Final Fight and I do too. I love Mighty Final Fight, but it really owes everything to River City Ransom in its style game, how it kind of has RPG elements where you level up and stuff. Like it's kind of the game. It's, it's, it was the man back in the day. And I'm glad (laughs) that I'm glad that things like River City Ransom Underground and River City Girls are like big right now because it deserves all the attention it gets. Well, I've got some information for uh, people listening that want to check out some of the stuff you've been talking about. So obviously, River City Ransom Underground is on Steam, uh, and you can play it on uh, Windows and Mac. Uh, so and Linux, and Linux, and Linux. Let's not forget Linux. That's how I play it. That's how I play it, and that's the best thing in the world because Linux is free. And the game is like $9, so I mean, literally find an old PC, wrap it up in Linux, and you can play the game for 9 bucks. It's freaking amazing. Yeah, so uh, it looks like the um, the uh, normal going price is 20 bucks on Steam, uh, but okay. it, it sounds like it's on sale quite a bit uh, for cheaper. Yep, uh, however, there's also something that might be even more exciting for people who are interested in checking this out who haven't done that, and that is the uh, Double Dragon and Kunio Kun Retro Brawler Bundle. That's hard to say, uh, but it's got it's got. You don't know about this, huh? It's, I don't. It's, a, it's available now, buddy. It's on. Uh, you can get it on your Switch. It's got 18 uh, playable titles uh, from what? from both the Double Dragon and Kunio Kun collection, including 11 games that had not yet been released in North America, and all the in-game text has been translated. So. Uh, these titles. Oh my God! Please stop! I, I can only get so <laughs> You got Double Dragon One, Two, and Three. You've got Renegade. You got Super Dodgeball, River City Ransom, Crash in the Boys Street Challenge, and then the classic titles that were unreleased. I mean, there are a whole bunch, you know, in Japanese that I'm like gonna mangle here. But Niketsu Renegade Kunio Kun, Niketsu High School Dodgeball Club, Nike, uh, Downtown Niketsu Story, Niketsu High School Dodgeball Club Soccer Story. Downtown Nagetsu, March Super Awesome Field Day. Downtown Super Kunio Kun's Historical Period Drama. Go Go Niketsu Hockey Club Slip and Slide Madness. Surprise Niketsu Records, The Distant Gold Medal. Niketsu Fighting Legend. Kunio Kun's Niketsu Soccer League. And finally, Niketsu's Street Basketball All Out Dunk Heroes. Yes. And that, that is awesome. And I completely forgot about Super Dodgeball. That is the king of all sports games on the NES. I love Super Dodgeball. Uh, that Brawler collection, uh, as I mentioned, it is on Switch. I didn't look on other platforms, but it's 40 bucks for, for all of those games. I completely missed it. You have blown my mind, my friend. All right, and that's what you're going to do when we're done recording, right? Uh, definitely. All right, man. So I've got the last question for you. Oh, dear God. Okay, I'm ready this right. time. We talked about 
the DualSense controller in the news. Um, so my question is two parts. First one is best controller of all time, worst controller okay. of all time. There you go. Oh, that's all right. Here we go. Best controller of all time, Sega Saturn. The nice. second, the, the fighter stick or the fighter arc. Uh, sorry, the nice one, not yeah. the awful one. Horrible D-pad and stuff. Yeah, not not the not the American version, but the like the smaller Japanese version, right? Right. Now, yeah. so, so for worst controller of all time, I think it. I think I have to go in a, like a mainstream direction here. So I'll say the N64 because it is a terrible piece of garbage. It is a it is a controller that confines you to basically only play two or three types of games, which is like 3D platformers, first-person shooters, and I guess it works okay with some other types of games, but you really have four buttons labeled C, so I don't know how great of a game, I don't know how great you could do with Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, although I know they was, were released on there, so... Um, otherwise, there are worse. Like, the CDI is terrible. Um, yeah. the, Jaguar, the Jaguar controller is really inconvenient. I was going to go with the Jaguar. I think it's. I think I'd enjoy playing um, games like Tempest 2000 and, of course, Kasumi Ninja more <laughs> with a Jag controller versus the N64 controller. So. And then my second response for worst controller uh, would have been the 5200. Oh yeah! Holy Christ! I mean, those things broke as soon as you touch them. Yes, yeah. that's the. Yes, Atari seemed to have the the market cornered on really really terrible controllers. But you nailed it with oh. the uh, with the best the the Saturn man. Saturn. I love that one. That's the Saturn. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that you can't play Fortnite with it. So, I mean, I know a lot of, <laughs> I know a lot of people out there are probably like, oh, that's a terrible controller. Yeah. Why not the PS2 or the PS3 or the Xbox 360? Like, no, Saturn controller is perfect. I can't play Street Fighter Alpha three with anything else. So that's right. That's why. All right, man. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. You can find us at mojomenace.com, where we have forums, mojomenace.com slash forums. Uh, check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash mojomenace. Uh, Klaus and I do a bi-weekly show there called uh, Mojo Show. We post every other Friday, and we've got other little surprises coming. And you can find us on social media just about everywhere mojo menace josh where can they follow you if they'd like to continue the river city ransom conversation with me by all means please follow me on twitter at underscore joshua turbo don't forget the underscore as it is the most important underscore in all of the internet thank you <laughs> and one last thing i forgot to mention on our forums if you go there you can find the link to our discord chat where there's always something going on so do that mojomenace.com slash forums and then just click the little uh, link at the top of the page and you can get to our discord chat that's all for this week see you next week bye